Today's reading is from the book of John 10, chapter 10, verses 14 to 30. So it's John 10, verses 14 to 30, which can be found on the Church Bible on page 1076. 1076. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep, and my sheep know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice, and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I received from my father. At these words, the Jews were again divided Many of them said, He is demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, These are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Then came the feast of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was in the temple area walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews gathered round him, saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me, but you do not believe, because you are not my sheep. The sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. This is the word of the Lord. going to pray for us, uh, going to speak to us, (laughs) and let's pray for him. Father, we pray for Ivan, we pray that you would speak through him to our hearts, we pray that you would anoint him with your spirit, and that you would open our eyes, in Jesus' name, amen. Good morning. Can you hear me? Good. Just recently, I read two amazing facts, and I thought I had to tell you about it. Did you know that China used more cement 
between 2011 and 2013 than the United States did in the entire 20th century. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Have you heard of Russell Brand? Yes. Did you know that he has nine million Twitter followers? Three times as many as every British MP combined. <laughs> so now you know. I can see you scurrying for your notebooks to write down this incredible, life-changing information. <laughs> going, going back to the passage we just read, the setting is the sheepfold, a large enclosed or fenced area in which sheep spend the night. And the sheep enter and leave by a gate. And during the night, the shepherd watches the sheep and protects them. And when he calls them, they know the voice of their shepherd and follow him. Now, there are so many strands there that I could pick out. The good shepherd who gives his life for the sheep. Uh, Jesus saying he lays down his life only to take it up again. Jesus claiming, I and the Father are one. You can see, can't you, why the Jews thought he was weird or demon-possessed. And they had a point. Because he really made some outrageous claims. He reckoned he could lay down his life and then come back to life. To me, that sound really over the top. Unless, of course, Jesus could do just what he said. And the Bible record tells us that Jesus was crucified and rose from the dead on the third day, which is what I believe. The, the writer C.S. Lewis put it this way. A man who was merely a man and said the sort of things Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He would either be a lunatic on the level with a man who says he's a poached egg, or he would be the devil of hell. You must make your choice. And we can see from the reading that some of the Jews had certainly made their choice. Some of the issues which came in the reading I won't mention but they're referred to in the handout which you would have been given as you came into church. If you haven't got one, please uh, take one as you go, uh, entitled um, Points to Ponder. And you can use these notes in house groups or perhaps in your daily devotions. But the strands I want to pick up on are knowing, listening and following Let's think about knowing. A few moments ago, I was waxing lyrical about consumption of cement in China and the popularity of Russell Brand. And to be honest with you, you looked somewhat underwhelmed. <laughs> you now know something you didn't know before. But so what, you may say? There's knowing and knowing, isn't there? I know, for example, that Telford is about 15 miles from here. But if I decided to go there, I'd get lost unless I asked for directions. As I really don't know the place. It seems to be one roundabout after another and I always get lost. 
because I don't know it. I can see some of you feel exactly the same way. Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Now this is knowing of a more intimate nature. Jesus knows us on the inside, which is a bit scary. He knows our secrets and our deepest motives. We can't fool him in the way we fool our friends. The plus side is, though, that even when we get things wrong, Jesus can see our intentions, even if they're not immediately obvious. Do we know Jesus? Or, to put it another way, how well do we know him? Do we know God? How well do we know him? Which is really saying the same thing, as, as you noticed in uh, verse 30 at the end of our reading. I and the Father are one. I can remember many moons ago when an elder in, uh, <clears throat> in the church I attended challenged me once with something which Jesus said to his disciple, Philip. Don't you know me, Philip, even after I've, I've been with you? such a long time. That was a poignant remark for me as my first name is Philip and that was what I was called in those days. But I wonder whether that comment applies to any of us, to any of you, as it did to me. Don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Jesus said too, my sheep listen to my voice. In the context uh, of the picture of the sheep and the shepherd, the sheep do listen to the voice of the shepherd. They recognize his voice. They're dependent on him for their well-being and survival. And in the same way, Jesus' followers will listen to his voice and respond accordingly. I wonder, are we good listeners? In verse 27, Jesus went on to say, I know them and they follow me. I don't know about you, it's so easy to know and listen to God, but do we put it all into practice? How good are we at following God? I, I like the story, you know, about the man who was caught out by the floods. Maybe you've heard this before, but it's a good one. Uh, and a neighbour driving a Land Rover, offered him a lift. No thanks, he said. I trust in God and he will save me. The floods rose and so the man climbed up onto the roof of his house. And soon a man in a rowing boat passed by and shouted out, jump in, I can save you. And the reply came, no, it's okay, I trust in God and he will save me. The water kept on rising, you know what's coming. <laughs> and a motorboat arrived and again the same story, our friend turned down the help with a cheery, I trust in God and he will save me. By now the waters had risen to the point where the, men, the man had to sit on the apex, right on the very top of the roof. And a helicopter came by and the pilot shouted down, Grab this rope and I'll lift you to safety. No thanks, I trust in God and he will save me. 
So reluctantly, the helicopter pilot flew away. Soon, the water rose above the rooftop and the man drowned. He went to heaven and there he finally got his chance to discuss the whole situation with God. And he complained, I had faith in you, so why didn't you save me? <laughs> to this, God replied, I sent you a Land Rover, a rowing boat, a motorboat, and a helicopter. You could have been saved, but you didn't want to know. Now, you'll probably find this story rather amusing. I do. And have a quiet chuckle. But, of course, most jokes have a serious point to make. I wonder to what extent we're like the man who drowned. Do we know all about having faith in God? We never really put it into practice. Going back to our reading, Jesus talked about knowing, listing, and following. How well do we know God? Do we, do we and I include myself, do we know him better now than we did last year? Are we listening to his voice, maybe through prayer or the Bible, our conscience, or even through Christian friends? And are we doing our best to follow him? Or have we moved further away? I, I love bonfire night. Uh, and on bonfire night, we think of bonfires and the fun of standing near a blazing fire. At a bonfire, you'll see some folks standing as close as they possibly can to feel the warmth of the fire. And some will be at the back, just observing. Some will be moving closer to the fire, and others will be coming back away from the heat. Now, if we see that scenario as a, as a picture of our relationship with God, where are you? Where am I? Are you as close as you can possibly be? Or are you just standing at the back, looking on? And if you're in the middle, are you moving towards the fire, i.e. moving closer to God? Or have you gone cold? Are you moving away? Maybe you're like some of those at the back, looking on. You're not all that fussed. All this religious stuff doesn't mean anything to you. I must confess, I've got a number of really good friends who are in that situation. They feel just like that. Uh, and just recently, you may have seen the posters um, around the town and uh, on buses uh, which say, Try Praying. And this initiative sets out to encourage those who've never really prayed seriously in the past to give it a go and see what happens. And if that applies to you, please take one of the booklets at the back and give it a go. You've got nothing to lose. Of course, this, really, this appeal really applies to all of us in that we should all spend more time praying. Can I encourage you to take a booklet, read, pray through it, and then pass it on to someone who would benefit from it? Preferably someone who doesn't know God in a personal way. 
I'd just like to show you a clip um, about somebody talking about her faith, a lady called Penny. I was born in South Africa to English parents and I first came over to England in 1962 when I was in my teens and for seven years we had a foot in both camps or both continents and went backwards and forwards all the time and then I came over here at the end of the 1960s and settled permanently. After five years in London I came up to Shropshire and I've never left. I can certainly remember how I was taught to pray because it was very formalized. We knelt down the foot of the bed, put our hands together, put our thumbs in the sign of the cross, uh, and then we said, said prayers, so that we said what we were taught to say. And looking back, that was a formula. That wasn't really prayer. I think I was probably in my teens before it occurred to me that prayer was something different. And someone said to me that prayer is the lifting up of the heart and mind to God. And that made a lot of sense. And I think that's when I actually first started praying for myself as opposed to praying because it was what you did at the end of the day. I look back over my life and I think of some of the things that happened. Some things which were really quite bad. And out of that bad experience, wonderful things have flowed, which would not have happened had it not been for that. And I do see God's hand in that. Because I did pray at that time. Why is this happening to me? I had lost my job. I was alone with a little boy. And I look back and all the good things that have happened to me since then, happened because of that. So I do think that my prayers were answered infinitely more than I had asked for, but not instantly. I think God is as patient with us as we perhaps should be with him, but we tend not to be. You know, we want to put a prayer in the slot machine and have the answer come out. Life isn't like that. How do you speak to somebody you really love and whom you trust? Your father, your grandmother, a sibling? That's how you need to speak to God. He's not above the bright blue sky, he's with you. Speak to him and listen, and listen carefully. Pray, open your heart and see what God does. But as long as your heart is closed, you can't do anything. Just open your heart. Be open-hearted and open-minded. And see what happens. Give it a try. I hope and pray that you will have found my comments helpful and challenging. If you're new to all this, give it a go and try praying as it could change your life. And if you know it already, you know it all already, keep on praying and give someone you know a try 
praying booklet. And if you forget everything else I've said, please remember this. Try praying. Amen. Please would you stand for the Creed? This is on page three. <laughs> 